Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode of Somos Moss. We're going to call this one the Somos Moss Runner's Report. My name, of course, is Seth, and I appreciate you guys listening to this. This past weekend on January 8th, I had the opportunity to go out to the Rio Rancho Event Center and check out the runners for the first time this season. And I have to say, it's one of the more entertaining things that I've ever seen in the world of sports. Watching a bunch of guys run around on basically a hockey rink playing soccer was unbelievably fun. Not knowing what to expect going into the match, I watched it more from a fan perspective. And so I was able to enjoy the match while also being a reporter and covering the match and talking to different folks around the runners. I had the great opportunity to talk to Andres Trujillo, owner-operator of the runners. I also talked to Isaiah Madrid after the match, as well as Coach Steve Amaletta. We're going to have those interviews coming up here uh, at the end of the show. But I got to say, Saturday night out at the Star Center, well, Rio Rancher Event Center, whatever you want to call it, the runners put on a pretty good display. It was a back-and-forth entertaining match. The runners took the early lead and then fell behind. Uh, I think it was 3-1, 4-1 before they finally scored again. And the match came down to the wire. The runners lost by a final score of 8-7 to seven to the Omaha Kings. And it was so much fun to watch. It's, dis- it's a disappointing result for sure, especially given that that is five consecutive losses for the runners to start their season. Hopefully they can turn around this coming weekend in their next match. Be sure to check out that match when it's streamed on Saturday night. I believe they are facing off against the Wings. And so get out there to the Star Center, Rio Entry Event Center, cheer on the runners. And uh, without further ado, here are the interviews with Isaiah Madrid and Coach Steve Famoletta. All right, so we're sitting here with Isaiah Madrid. Isaiah, you had a couple good looks tonight. And uh, talking to Andres during the match, he said you've been out for a little while. How did it feel to get back out there tonight? It was fun, definitely. Uh, I haven't played in indoor uh, for the runners since two seasons ago. Um, and then I came back a little bit slow in this season, haven't played yet. So it was definitely a fun one. It was a home one. And obviously, you know, it came down to the wire. We almost had him at the end. So it was definitely, definitely a good time. It was fun to be back out there. This is actually my first time out coming, coming out covering the runners. Um, so like the, the pace of the game really seemed to seems a lot faster someone who's not familiar with it for you coming back how was it getting back into the the speed of things and how long you've been training with the guys this yeah. season so i've been training with them pretty much since the start of the season um, i've been pretty busy with work so i haven't been there you know every practice kind of the reason why i haven't played yet um, but even definitely just going to practice and then coming out here on the field it's completely different so fast a lot of people from the stands are like you guys sub so much it's like yeah because you're not out here actually playing it like two minutes seems like a long time when you're actually playing so. yeah Speed's very, very quick, but it's a lot of fun, definitely. Tough start to this season, uh, five consecutive losses, and you know, kind of unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are you guys looking forward to the rest of the season? How do you think you're going to match up once everyone gets back into the swing of things? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, we're still gaining some players. Um, we haven't been full strength. Some players were injured tonight, so I think obviously, you know, we put those key players back in. We we keep getting, you know, building chemistry together, and I think we compete with everybody. Um, every game that we've lost so far has been close ones, minus one last at home but we went and played them again in their place and we lost you know i think it was by one so yeah. we're definitely we can compete with anybody we just got to keep getting better all right very cool thanks so much yeah. man cool thank you guys. Yeah. uh so coach steve Amletta, tough night runners fall obviously eight to seven uh it's been kind of a tough opening to the season here you know five consecutive losses um i know coming in this year you know we talked a few weeks ago the club hadn't played basically in two years how are you feeling about the season so far, and uh, how are the improvements coming every match to match? 
Well, there's improvement, but I'll tell you, uh, I think the way we performed last weekend, there was a greater deficit in the games. But I mean, you know, as we're speaking, I'm looking up at it. 26 shots on goal against their 18 shots. And then on top of it, I, you know, I'm not, I don't take my personal stats on shots, but I take my personal shots on 1v1 shots. And the way it works in soccer is a little different. Outdoors, it's an obvious, right? Someone breaks through and it's dribbling on a goalie. Well, indoor soccer is just that, but also included in that is like when a guy's on a far pole. He's in an offside position, so outdoors, they would never consider it 1v1. And it's these are the things we train over and over and over and over, and we had 13 1v1 where a pass occurred, where the person was on the other end, where he needed to be, and just could not put the ball in. And without going down the line with any particular players, there's 13 of those. There's no excuses, but I told the guys, you know, where we're at in the market, the fact that we sat out a year, really two years, right? Uh, COVID shut us down halfway through the season. The following season, you know, we didn't play. That hurt. And what else happened, you know, the league went on, and the league grew. Teams like this, like Omaha. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter what your stats are, they want does not matter they won and of course now I have to as a coach justify it so I have to use stats a loss is a loss but once again you have to look at those mistakes to move forward and try to improve it it's going to be very challenging for me I don't you know this is the M1 is a pro division the M3 is an amateur division the middle ground is gray you can go either way so some of these biggest bigger markets like Amarillo of all places less than 200,000 people live in Amarillo proper and they have a team like that. Well, yeah, I talk to the coach and I talk to the players, they all get flown in. They all get, they get their tickets before the weekend. They're not flying to Amarillo unless there's a game. They're flying directly to the venue. Now, the argument there is, of course, well, they don't get to train together. But when you're that level of a player, yeah. most of these teams, I mean, what I struggle with, and we've talked about it before, I have the best of, kind of like the leftovers. There's guys playing men's league that, you know, some of the college, they had dreams at one point, it didn't work out for them. And to me, this is such a blessing for them. But along with that, there's a lot of different things. Because where they were at sometimes, sometimes maybe in their head, you know. And, and so, that's a struggle. So, to be successful, we have a very, very simple plan. It's not complicated. Our system is very simple. And right now, we're struggling to orchestrate that. Yeah. And when you're giving that, this week, 13 1v1 goals. You know, once again, it's different than an outdoor one before. But 13, I mean, literally, all you have to do when that ball comes across that goal is face the goal and let it hit your legs. And yeah. it goes in. And so I don't know where where our guys were at with that. I'll, I'll look at the film again. Last um, Saturday night, our home game against Amarillo. It's again, the score we were beating, we beat by a lot. But we pulled the goal with seven minutes left, put the extra guy in the power play, we hit the goal in terms of hardware, crossbar pulls, yeah. five times, five times in 45 seconds, nothing with one in. And then we had literally shots on target there, another nine. And a shot selection, of course, it was going to the goalie, quite a few of them. But the goalie legitimately made four saves that I had my hands in the air. When that ball left the foot, I was like, yeah, we're getting, yeah. oh my goodness, we couldn't buy one. You know, so, to, I mean, really to have a prayer the rest of the season, I have not even looked at anyone else's results. I have to look at the results. You know, there's a lot of black magic, you know, in 
as the season <laughs> goes on, how did that team make playoffs? Well, I'm hoping we're in that black magic this right. year. But to be successful, if we can't get the very, very basics that we're working on down, it's just not going it's not, it's nothing. I can mean, not that, you know, Coach Steve's a civil. Well, no, I'm just, a, you know, another guy, another coach that recognizes here some of our weaknesses. And even if you're working on them, sometimes, you know, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I'm not dealing with pro players, but I'm dealing with a program. You know, it's a great place for these guys to play. Andres treats these guys like players. You know, we travel, everything's first class. You know, meal, everything's first class. But then, I feel bad because I'm not producing enough product for the guys. So I have a big challenge. And, you know, I'm not, i just, my nature, but especially as a coach, I'll tell you when I'm wrong. And I made a couple mistakes this season, and I don't think guys know right away, but that one's on me, that one's on me. But not being able to do the basics, I, you know, almost taking them back. Because it's like, guys, either we still, it's the same thing, the same thing. I gotta get creative um, with the guys try to keep their heads up and keep them happy, you know? So, hopefully, <laughs> and even with that, look, I mean, I hate losing. We've talked before, I hate it. I love this game so much. I love, you know, all the guys on the team out there on the field, they're what they are, they're men. But we had a young one, Nicola Gendry. Yeah. Um, I talked to the uh, Colorado Academy when he was, came down squared everything with them to make sure because they know you know he trains with us and he's played with us before before he went up there right and they know um, his uncle and so some of that stuff but you know you got a junior right. see for me that's great i mean his experience not winning but at least as a team we could give something you know to these guys so yeah i was talking to isaiah and uh andres was telling me before you know during the game that uh that Isaiah had been hadn't played for a while, and so how does bringing a guy like Isaiah back into the fold? How does that help? It spot? helps tremendously. I mean, his maturity. I was, so I, you know, I know he had one goal for sure. So what, what I look at when I bring him in is, okay, even as a forward, maybe he didn't have a lot of goals, but what he's trying to do, I see what he's trying to do, and that is a lot more than what I have from some of those reserves. Yeah. You know, they get in. There's a lot of energy, but it's. So let's face it, I mean, this is, it's not a wild shot. Saturday comes around and Sunday comes around and sometimes Friday night, you step on the field and you've got to perform. Yeah. And, and that's a hard pill to swallow too. You know, attendance is an issue, but of course it's, it's an amateur sport. We don't have a set training schedule. This week will be different than last depending on how much they have the turf down. You know, if they take the turf away tomorrow, we're back to a morning schedule, 5 a.m. They keep the turf up. Ooh, now we're at 6.30 p.m. on the field. I prefer that. But, you know, we're all over the place to make this work. And in terms of the training and jumping around, you know, that has nothing to do with the ownership and the management. We are in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho. Our resources are so limited. Right. So, you know, that's where we're at. And I don't have a budget. We don't pay the players. So, it's, it's what it is. I mean, like I said, I hate to lose, but, man, look, 8-7. This is a close, low-scoring game. Yeah. For, 15 goals. This is a low-scoring game. <laughs> 15 goals. Yeah, I mean, gosh, our Sunday, last Sunday, scored, what, 31 or 32 combined? Right. You know, it's... So there's always that entertainment factor. But, I mean, we've talked, you know me, you know why I have so many dogs, I told you before? Yeah. One of them's going to get kicked tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know they will. I love them too much. <laughs>
Uh, no, I mean, it absolutely was an entertaining match, you know. Good. And we talked, you know, last you know, the last time we talked, you know, Mitch and I hadn't been out to a match before. Coming out here watching it, like it, I was talking to Andres, like the pace of play is just absolutely incredible. End-to-end action from, from whistle to whistle. And I couldn't believe the level of physicality. Like you mentioned it, but seeing it actually happen right in front of you and seeing guys like uh, um, uh, Connor? Colton. Colton, yeah. yeah. Colton, I apologize. Yeah, Colton's that's, that's physicality. Vi- I call him the Viking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just watching it, like, how do you how do you train for that, for that level of physicality? Because Omaha tonight had some size advantage and across a few of the positions. And so how do you prepare for something like that? You know what? What needs to, I mean, you come in, your players are natural. Some players are more naturally physical, some are not. If you notice on the opposition, their number 10 is a clown. The guy yeah. had, he had a, a lot of talent, but he was miscoached. Someone told him he had too much talent because he works too hard on the fake falling downs and stuff. All he needs to recognize, you know why? Keep the ball and you got a chance to go to goal. If he lived in Albuquerque and he came out, I would not pick him up. Yeah. I would not. I, that so disruptive, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's his nature. You know, Colton's nature is physical. Colton in training, Colton was with us since the first year. Colton didn't start the first couple weekends on the road. He trained his butt off. He worked hard. He's rough in training. He's rough. Sure enough, Colton got hurt. Colton, I'm giving you the nod. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. He is not the most technical player out there, but he's technical enough, and his physicality and and the beauty of, you know, he'll knock someone or he'll get knocked down, and you see nothing but teeth. He's so happy. He (laughs) smiles. So it's in your nature. But then what happens during the season, Omaha, I mean, not Omaha, um, Amarillo, all but maybe five guys on the team are over six foot. Mm -hmm. And all, they're playing indoor pro now, they're they're soccer gypsies. Yeah. You know, they, they had runs in the MLS, and then the USL, it's too it's too regimented, and they can make just as much by getting thrown in everywhere. Yeah. And, and they're soccer gypsies, and they're, I mean, it's the way U.S. tries to build them, you know? You're your size, I'm my size, we're identical as players, the coach is gonna pick, who's he gonna pick? Yeah. Look at the big guy, you know? That team physically, Sunday, last uh, Saturday night, beat the crap out of us. And Sunday, that's how you, we learn, and Sunday, I mean, just look back at the highlights, you know, look it up. We beat the crap out of them physically. And, you know, my tallest guy on the team is, I think, Troyland. You know, he's my height, six foot. Yeah. Oh, no, Miggy. Miggy Garcia, he's a tall one. <laughs> he brings the curve ups. I think the average with Miggy's 5'7". <laughs> so, you know, that's... At, at a higher level, once again, you know, you don't train for the physicality because you get to scout, and you scout based on that. Yeah. And the people that are... They lean more toward the indoor game that's more physical. You know, um, some of the United players would probably fit in this avenue really well, and some would, they would fade really, really quick because yeah. they'd expect, hey, I just got tackled off, you know, show tackle off the ball, where's the call? <laughs> you don't you don't have that luxury because you see how fast it yeah. goes. And it costs us because our guys are still doing it. Because they're, you know, it's, it goes against everything they were taught growing up playing soccer. Yeah. One, more, one more question for you. So a lot of folks who aren't familiar with it like, may not know that it, we've talked, you know, it's more like hockey. Yeah. You, know, you pulled the keeper with about a little over three minutes to, yeah. to play tonight. How does that kind of play into the end of the game and what sort of advantages does that give you by pulling the keeper? So what happens then, it's just like hockey, uh, the opposing team, if a foul's severe enough, a player has to sit in the box, they play a man down. So it's the same benefit. 
you know, they still have their full team on the field, but now you put a field player in the goal that comes all the way up and attacking, the, you know, the last third. And it's essentially a power play. And we have been very successful with it. We've scored more, quite a few goals in a couple games, but not enough to make up the deficit. And even at that, you saw that little screaming. All it took was at the end of that shot, our player facing the goal. Yeah. And that's the goal. And we work on the player facing the goal. But you know what? It's like a kid at Christmas time. That's the presents coming. They run to the tree, they lose their mind. Yeah. We're going to hand out the presents. No, I'm going to get it. It's the same thing. So, you know, part of me gets upset about it, but part of me, I, you know, I get it. These, these guys are amateur players with good attitudes to work, but the knowledge of the game is, you know, that's what it is. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. Always, always. Appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care, my man. Good seeing you. Good seeing you. Yeah. I'm a there you have it, folks. Wise words from Coach Steve Amaletta and Isaiah Madrid on the match Saturday night. Looking back at the stats, Skylar Rose had two goals and assist. Sergio Fuentes had two goals and assist. Jacob Gondaria had two goals, no assists. And Isaiah Madrid had a goal and assist. Jackson Rogers and Nick Legendry both picked up assists as well. Uh, Nick Legendry actually assisted the goal uh, from Isaiah Madrid. It was a pretty nice little link-up play. And a beautiful shot by Isaiah getting on the board for the first time since returning this season. And up next for the runners, they do play the Wichita Wings Saturday, January 15th at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Be sure to check out that match. It should be streaming on the runners' Facebook page and potentially over on their YouTube as well. And so give them a shout. They'll be back here in town on Saturday, January 22nd, 5.05 kickoff against the RGV Barracudas. Thank you guys for listening. My name has been Seth, and we'll talk to you guys next time. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.